Ah, uh, you look like a can of smashed asshole. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, it's Planet Rage, episode 18. <laughs> 18. Let's see. Now that makes us what legal to well, you could one time you could drink drink at 18, but not anymore. No. What can you do at 18? Let me think. Uh you can know. you can be drafted. You be drafted. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, which that maybe did. if you live in Chicago, that's the safer way to go. Six killed, 25 wounded in the first weekend of 2022. Yes. Well, that's a that's a spike from last time we gathered, isn't it? You know, it's a little bit. I mean, that's been steady for the last few weeks. But last year, 2021, 797 homicides in Chicago. That's the wow. most since 1996. So mm -mm -mm. let's ignore it. Let's ignore that this is going on. Let's ignore who runs the city. It's not a murder problem. It's a gun problem. <laughs> Let's ignore who runs the state. Right. It's just, that's it. It's we want to point no. to different things. Lori Lightfoot, very concerned about the guns that are coming in from Indiana. That's her biggest. It's like, really? That's. That's your concern. I don't understand it. I don't get anybody that legitimately. In charge of, I mean, again, is that her claim really that it's all from it's Indiana's fault? Really? Yeah, that it's the no, guns no. coming in <laughs> from Indiana. That is wow. the main thing that she likes to talk about. Really? Which I don't know if she thinks that the city of Chicago isn't rife with guns. I believe that's the right word. The uh, I don't think we need to import that many from out of state. I think there's plenty. I mean, I know the Chicago police confiscated, if I'm remembering this number right, I read this the other day, I think it was like 12,000 guns, and it's like, that's nothing. That's really nothing, but really, I mean, it's better to have 12,000 guns out of the hands of the criminals, mm -hmm. but this is why, knowing that's just a little uh, drop in the bucket, this is exactly why citizens who aren't criminals should be armed and there were some pretty big stories coming out of your area in la which i guess there's only like one major gun shop in the area well they've they've yeah it's terrible they've they've all vanished there's one um it's down in beverly hills i think that's when you're talking about the beverly hills gun right store so it's like a concierge gun store right yeah yeah and but i mean there are other there's a just a handful left in the uh you know in the region within a you know 30 40 mile radius They've managed to close them all down. One one of the worst ones ever, um, and I, I I bought a couple of pieces there long ago. It was over in uh, North Hollywood, right? And um, uh, what the hell was it called? I think it was called B and B Guns. Nice, nice store. 
And so when the, uh, that famous uh, bank shootout occurred in the early 90s, which was eerily mirrored in the movie Heat, you may be familiar with that. Um, it, was, it was actually crazy. I remember I, I played hooky from work that day, and my wife and I were driving someplace, and I actually heard the guy in the car radio say, lock your doors. <laughs> <laughs> lock your doors and be, you know, be on the lookout. Like what? <laughs> and these two assholes uh, over in North Hollywood had just knocked over a bank, and they had full body armor and automatic weapons, and they just had the they had the cops pinned down for like an hour. It was, wow. it was crazy. Yeah, and so the cops were outgunned, and a couple of these guys ran over to this gun store, and the owner just said, "Take whatever the fuck you want. Just yeah, just grab them." You know. And so they did. They they grabbed all kinds of, you know, high-end <laughs> artillery and went back and finally slayed these two Cretans, you know. And the horrible thing is within about a year, the government closed that store down because they didn't, you know, cross a T or dot an I on some fucking, you know, um, bureaucratic paper or something. Or you're, you know, you're, you're selling guns illegally. You're done. It's dangerous to get guns into the hands of law-abiding citizens. That's the yeah. motto of the people on the left now for whatever reason. They've been trying to get guns off the streets out of everybody's hands for years because, again, it's pointed to as, well, guns are the problem because, well, we just had that story in Wisconsin with the guy that ran over everybody with his SUV at the parade. Yeah. Uh, Well, then cars can kill a lot of people. There's a lot of things in people's hands that can kill a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, bleach can kill a lot of people if you put it in the right place there's chemicals that are available and there's knives of course which are also big scary weapons i mean the uk will tell you that yes they will but the reality is they're just a tool and they're Mm -hmm. a tool that people can use to keep their family safe because i think you know if, if i were a criminal that was into doing home invasions and that kind of thing if i knew that the home inside the people owned weapons. I think I'd go to the next house, which was was an interesting thing when one of the lists for, I think it was out of Illinois where the registry or something was hacked and was released of the, I believe it was the Illinois firearm database, which if you get a FOID card, which you have to, to purchase a gun in Illinois, that is just the little quick background check that the state police do that there that list was out there and i'm like well is that necessarily bad because i was on that list my wife was on that list and it's like i don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing to have your name and address targeted to with they own guns i mean you could look at it well if somebody wanted to steal a gun then they would target you but i think the reality most of the time would be that house got guns i, I i'll go to the one no. next door guns not a wise thing to try to steal really isn't Yes, not if the people are around that own the guns anyway. Right. right. Now, I guess if you know nobody's home, that maybe is another thing. But uh, you're right, because that is the uh, the ultimate equalizer. And again, as a guy that's six foot six and a big guy, if I were a small female, I'd want a gun. Sure. But that is the liberal logic. That is what makes no sense. Uh, elsewhere in the world, uh, COVID is still going on. Joe Biden did not kill COVID. Can you believe that, Larry? <laughs> he said he would, though. I know he promised. Yeah, he just he promised he was gonna he was gonna crush it. What happened, Joe? Joey? <laughs> I want to say I noticed a switch in a lot of the coverage 
on Breitbart over the last few weeks that the headlines are now referring to him as Joey. So I'm wondering if somebody's a, a that Larry is show. That right. I wonder. Listener. God, I hope I hope that's me. It's like this, Joey. Yeah, it's the ultimate. It's like, okay, it's his name, but it is it's kind of the ultimate put down in a way. Yeah. It is like uh I mean, you're from the New York area, so you understand the Bronx cheer. Sure. Yankee, I mean, there's not that the Yankee fans are the only ones and the Mets fans are the only ones to do it, but when you have a pitcher in trouble in a baseball game, quite often they'll just chant their name. And I could just, you know, Biden the Joey, Joey. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I hear. And yeah. uh better than let's go, Brandon, I think. Really. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is a very interesting story that has been around as well because the brandon who was the nascar driver that won the race where that was all began mm-hmm. where that started well he at first wanted to completely separate himself sure. from the slogan and i kind of get that and i mean i asked my uh, nephew that we saw over uh, christmas on christmas eve whose name is brandon I'm like, do you think this is kind of funny or why we should have just loaded you up with let's go Brandon merchandise, but he didn't really care about it one way or the other. But I kind of thought, you know, if you're actually, you have that name, it's kind of like having the name of the Amazon device. And the, you know, that kind of totally screwed you up because nobody can say your name without all their devices going off. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but this driver originally wanted nothing to do with it. Sure. And then he needed a sponsor for this season and there is a crypto that began that is the let's go brandon coin no shit and i don't know i mean it's (laughs) it's gone up like 50 percent over the last week if i would have seen it early enough god damn that would have probably been one to invest in early and then dump when it got because you know it's going to go up and then most likely crater after that sure but obviously the people that started this have made a lot of money or there was a lot of money behind this because they wanted to sponsor his race car for the upcoming season. Uh-huh. He came out and announced this and cause he thought everything was okay because what was going to be on the car was just LGB, whatever.com, which is the crypto company's address. Mm-hmm. But NASCAR was it? No, 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 not so quick. Brandon. Oh, really? Yeah, it seems like they haven't approved it yet. And the quote from NASCAR, which I thought was interesting, was, uh, quote, I think, unfortunately, it speaks to the state of where we are as a country. We do not want to associate ourselves with politics, the left or the right. Interesting Mm. thing for NASCAR to say, Mm. because where do you then draw that line if let's go brandon crypto is too much in the political realm where is coca-cola who comes out and makes a political statement where are all these big companies that are putting millions of dollars into the sport how many of them have not made a comment on black lives matter and all of this political stuff that's happened over the last few years how many none i would bet oh so nascar might be in really really bad shape trying to get money because i think all these companies are political 
Sure they are. But, you know, NASCAR is going to kiss the asses with the deepest pockets. And that would be Coca-Cola. As you said, let's go. Brandon will probably flare out. You know, it, it, the very, you know, it's, it's maximum lifespan will be the 2024 election if Joey makes it that long. Right. But it's done. Yeah. So. And that, you know, when it was funny and I agree with uh, John C. Dvorak of the No Agenda show, if you heard most likely, you know, the dad that was on with the Bidens on Christmas Eve doing the Santa tracker, you know, with his kids. Yes. And then pulled the let's go Brandon line out there. I agree with Dvorak. I think that was in very bad form. I mean, First Amendment, I believe you should be able to say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But I think that was really bad form for something that was one for the kids. This isn't really a political atmosphere. I mean, granted, it was the president and his wife. But it's one of those things where the president just said a lot of nice things to your kids wished him a Merry Christmas, and then basically you're telling them to fuck off, which is, <laughs> True. you know, I mean, we have to separate a little bit the personal from the political at some point and at least try to have a little bit of decorum, I think. I mean, granted, I don't think the guy should get the massive amount of hate that is coming back his way, but I thought that was a little bit in bad form or am I just being, you know, hypersensitive and too much in the Christmas spirit or something? <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't considered it that, you know, from that angle, but what I thought was, you know, it kind of socked me in both eyes was the fact that there's this guy that is either so incredibly cosseted and shielded from reality or just so personally out of touch that he repeated that, you know, um, I mean, I saw some people say that he was, you know, he was sort of, uh, uh, you know, he was trolling people on his own. No, <laughs> see, that is the question because no. you know that is to me, it was handled perfectly. Whether Joe Biden knows he handled it perfectly mm. or not, because yeah. that is just playing right into it. It's kind of like if somebody were to call up, if we had a call in number and they were right. to call up and say. You fucking suck, O'Neill. I'd be like, you're absolutely right. I suck. Have a good day, you know, and yeah. and move on. Mm -hmm. So the whole the whole I agree. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, I mean, yeah. it was good for people who want to make the little video memes and that kind of stuff. Does Joe Biden know what that means? If he doesn't, then I think that has to prove the fact that he is completely at that point of being incapacitated from some kind of mental, you know, dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that, because I don't think anybody can shield the guy to not know what that phrase means, because if he reads any kind of news coverage anywhere, mm. that's been everywhere. It's been on CNN. It's been on Fox a lot. It's been on Breitbart. It's been on both sides of the aisle. You know, whether yeah. you're looking at the MSNBCs and CNNs or the Breitbarts and Foxes, it's been there. So if he knew what that meant, I have to mm. actually applaud him on the way he handled that phone call. Yeah, I don't think you I don't think he was that sharp. I, I think he was he had no idea what was going on. And I think it, you know, if you look at the other side of that with the uh, the Candace Owen Trump interview right. right afterwards, that she said something that may may well be true. She said, look, this guy is uh, <clears throat> he's getting up there in years. She didn't think that he was, uh, what would you say, uh, internet savvy or aware. And I think I remember reading that Trump did not 
um, deal with computers or emails or whatever. We, we, of course, we know he was very good with his thumbs on a on a on a smartphone. Right, Twitter. Right. He, he had that man. He had that down pretty good. Um, but she said she really thought that because of his his age, that he just wasn't uh, you know dialed in uh, the way younger people would be. And I think <clears throat> I don't think it's really a reflection on on Joey's uh, encroaching dementia. I think he just. Isn't, and I think he's in the same boat as Trump. I think he's just not, uh, you know, he's, he's not aware of what's going on. I think there's probably also a really strong um, effort to kind of keep him in the dark as much as possible. I yeah. really do. Keep him in the dark and masked while he's walking along the beach with. Exactly. Yeah. The wife I mean, and dog. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. The dog, the mask on the beach. Come on. Yeah. That pretty much says it. Yeah. It Here, does. Put this on. Put this on. Hold the dog. We'll try to look youthful. You know, so I can hear the handler saying that to him. But at least the dog wasn't masked. At least the dog wasn't. <laughs> not that we know of. No. But you brought a quote, which this uh, clip here from uh, Scott Lobido. Is it Lobedo? Lobido? I think it's Lobido. Lobido. Um, but, I, I, you know, it was a funny thing. You mentioned that picture. <laughs> we were walking moose, my wife, <laughs> the other day. We were talking about that, ex- that exact picture with with uh, Joey and the and commander. And uh, I said, can you imagine somewhere that wasn't it wasn't filmed? There's a Secret Service guy that runs after Commander and picks up his turds on that beach. Imagine <laughs> being that that detail. What do you do, Daddy? <clears throat> well, I pick up the president's dog shit. But he gets well, and the president's shit, maybe too. And I the don't president's know. shit too. So that was probably in the same job. You, yeah. you, you carry one bag, you put it all in right. there, it's all the same. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You know, but the people that do that job, the Secret Service, I don't think it really matters whether or not somebody you agree with is in the white house that is a really hard job and it is really an interesting thing when the insanity biden which they went after trump for so many different things they went after bush was the big one where they first start "Ah, he went and played golf and then obama golfed like every other day now biden's gone to his home in delaware in the first year what was it 31 32 times i think the number was is that right wow yeah like almost every other weekend, Joe is going back home, mm-hmm. which, of course, adds more work for the Secret Service. And, of course, it adds more expense to the taxpayer. And everybody was like, ah, Donald Trump wasn't taking his job seriously. He was never in the White Whatever. He was at Mar-a-Lago. Well, Biden's never in the White House. Yeah. Which is why politics has become crazy, because the minute. People that were nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week against Donald Trump and would bring up that kind of stuff. Their guy gets in and they totally stop paying attention to that kind of stuff. It's like it is absolutely insane. (laughs) It is. And uh, this guy is, uh, I believe, uh, as you said, this guy could be a professional ranter that gives lessons to people. He should. He should open up an academy, the Rage Academy. And uh, hey, that's what. Do hey, well. don't give him that. That's our thing. Oh, you're right. Okay, fuck <laughs> it. Sorry. Planet Rage that. Academy. <laughs> we can we can teach you how to be as mad as this. No, Mister Jerkoff, shit pants, Biden. I am not going to feel guilty because I am unvaccinated because that is my fucking free right to do so. Okay. I'll- and did you see? I think it was in uh, Rhode Island that they're having such an issue now with the hospital staffing that they fired the people that refused to get the vaccine. But now they're allowing people 
who have a positive COVID test, as long as they're not symptomatic, to continue working. There you go. <laughs> There's some pretzel logic for you, huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Makes zero sense. Yeah. I'll feel guilty when you and that cackling hyena that see you next Tuesday, vice president of yours, when you stop the two million fucking people that already came through the fucking border with who the fuck knows what, unvaxxed, untested, unregulated. Yeah, now is this the guy we played the last time that sounded like Dice? Yes, same dude. <laughs> he does sound like Dice. He really does. He yeah. does. And what people are also ignoring now is all of the people that are coming into this country illegally, everybody's so worried about getting a test. But then you let a bunch of people in, the same people that are worried about the tests, I should say, because there seems to be a pretty long uh, political line that you're on one side or the other. But the people that are really worried about getting the test aren't worried about letting millions of people cross the border without being checked, without being tested. Mm-hmm. Also think that's a little bit weird. Nobody's taking you serious, you fucking dick. Okay. And another thing, you know how many people died of this new variant in this country? One, one fucking person in Texas with underlying conditions. Yeah, that is absolutely true. This variant seems so non lethal. And we talked about this two weeks ago that we were going to know, we thought within two weeks, and here we are whether this was going to pan out to be what they were seeing in South Africa or whether this was going to be something that would have the hospitalizations and deaths pick up. And they've the numbers, Drudge has been putting the numbers up and you'll see the case numbers as opposed to last year, case numbers way up through the roof, hospitalizations half. Mm-hmm. So you see those two things, you go, well, this seems to make sense that this is a less severe variant. There was over in, uh, where was this, uh, a health minister or whatever her job title was over in, uh, I think it was the Dutch woman that said, uh, "Mm, from what we're seeing, We think regular life could be back in about two months. There you go. They don't want that, Darren. No. do not want that. This Okay. was the chief epidemiologist at Denmark's State Serum Institute. Her name's Tyra Grove Krause. Yeah. Normal life back in about two months because this is going to get everybody to herd immunity and because it's a much less lethal variant, which is the light at the end of the tunnel. We should all be celebrating this. Yeah. But you're hearing about New York going into more lockdowns, Illinois, same thing, of course, with uh, our great, great mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, and (laughs) the governor, J.B. Pritzker, that the lockdowns are back. They want to hurt businesses. There's no other way to explain this because going, well, it's really, it's really, really contagious. It's like, well, yeah, but so is the cold. Yeah. If people aren't dying then it's a win. If the hospitals are not being overrun, it's a win. If the original COVID just caused people to get the sniffles and be home for a couple of days sick, you would have never had any of this going on around the world. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, why well, look at logic? Insane, there's this insane notion. I don't know where it comes from that <clears throat> people 
should never, ever get sick in any capacity. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, what a world it would be. But that's, it's insane. And um, I think in the um, UC, um, you know, the UC school uh, college system in California here, they, they just dis- declared that everything's going to be remote learning for the next, I don't know, two or four weeks or something. So they're back in Zoom land, <laughs> right? They're back in Zoom land. And in addition to that, they're whatever, they have some kind of a fucking health minister or whatever uh, saying, you know, so we're also going to up the, uh, the, um, the ante here. And besides requiring um, vaccinations for COVID, everybody has to get a flu shot. We, so they're going to eradicate the flu. I mean, what the fuck? How about shots for hangnails? Shots for, <laughs> you know, styes in your eyes. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. It just, they think they can just shoot, shoot away all illness. They're insane. Yes, absolutely. Because the flu has been around for hundreds of years. I mean, probably longer. But as far as what people knowingly calling it the flu, we see this every year with the flu vaccinations. Mm-hmm. which some years they really, really work. If they guess correctly on what variants and subsets of the flu are going to be spreading around, then you have a less than active flu season. But there's been a few that have been uh, pretty lethal. And most people don't think of the flu as being lethal because the, uh, most people you get it and you're out for a couple of days and then you're back to work. Most people mm-hmm. don't even take time off of work. Nobody's worried that, oh. Can you, I mean, really think back two Mm -hmm. years ago, if somebody came into your office that was sick, you were like, um, yeah, you should, we don't, we don't want you to infect people. You should probably not be here. Now it's like, oh my God, how could you come into work? Sure. Call the SWAT team. Right. Absolutely. It's true. Call the SWAT team. Now we have to have remote learning, which of course the teachers seem to like. Oh, <laughs> because it's less work. Uh, you get to stay home or, you know, you could do it from a beach in, uh, you know, Costa Rica or something. You could lead your classes. Oh, they did. You know, when when we took our um, one of our cross country treks uh, last year, my daughter sat in the back of the car, you know, using my phone as her Wi-Fi hotspot, you know, doing classes for for days on end. And a lot of those teachers were, they were in beaches. They, they were, they were not in their homes or they were off someplace themselves. So everybody was, you know, where they wanted to be. Yes. Which is great. The technology is, great. is absolutely great for so many things. Uh, Florida, who's been at the head of a lot of this stuff when it comes to the privacy and the virus and the mandates and all of that, there was a bill that has been filed in Florida which I'm torn on this because I'm big into privacy and this bill would put video cameras and audio recording into classrooms that would have the teacher wearing a mic. Mm -hmm. There would be a camera in the classroom. And now there was some weirdness to this, which was stuff like, well, the, this should never be live streamed. And after three months, if there are no incidents reported, then we'll destroy the footage and all of this kind of stuff. But as somebody who doesn't have kids, I have a lot less standing than you, but I think it's a good idea to have a camera in the classroom where the kids are. Now I understand there's a privacy concern, but the parents, I think, should be allowed to, and this is where the 
I would then disagree with the no live streaming. We know you can do secure live streaming. Can stuff be hacked? Sure. Can people break in? Sure. But there are things you can do to try to keep everything secure. But I think parents, if they want to, I mean, I guess even if it's go to the school and watch the class on your own time, even if you can't live stream it, I think that should be something that parents should be able to do. That if they can just, oh, I want to see what little Jimmy did in class today. I want to go and watch one of his classes where they should make the video available to parents. Or is, is that too invasive, do you think? I, I tell you, I am so sick of uh, the surveillance state. Um, you know, my kids are pretty well grown now, so it's really not something like that I ponder. Um, but I'm so sick of cameras. Our, our world is just carpeted with fucking cameras um, that I, I, I think on the, you know, on the face of it, I'm opposed to that. I think the teachers should be more carefully vetted. True. Um, they should not be fireproof because of the unions, the way they are, the way they are. And when they were not, these these issues weren't such big issues. Um, but I think they've become, you know, because of the political muscle they wield, they have become bulletproof in many places and they do what the fuck they want. So then, you know, you, you stick the camera in there. OK, keep an eye on the, on the teachers. Uh, yeah, OK. But at the same time, you're kind of criminalizing the kids. You know, they got some, you know, little Johnny sitting there. Maybe he's, uh, you know, picking his nose or scratching his balls. <laughs> and somebody takes a clip of that. And now he's a, you know, he's a goofball on YouTube. It's just, I, no, I, I, I'm going to say thumbs down to the cameras. But yeah, parents should be allowed to audit a class whenever the fuck they want. You know, knock comes in the door. What are you doing? I want to sit in. Okay, come on in. Right. And the, the, the only problem with that is that if the parent's sitting in, the teacher's not going to say anything that they know they shouldn't say. Right. But but then at the same time, if they know that they're they're uh, subject to that, to sort of uh, an impromptu visit, they're probably going to cork their their political crap anyway, or at least keep it to a minimum because you just never know. True. Right. And somewhere in each one of those rooms, a kid is probably recording everything anyway. That's true. That <laughs> you know, is, that is the true yeah. with the cell phones. Uh, really, with new television overall being pretty crappy. The wife and I started watching. We've gone through the first three and a half seasons of a show called FBI, which I thought was kind of an interesting thing just because it is still a current show that we had never watched any of it. And a lot of the storylines go based around all of these cameras that are everywhere, which is almost every case. They're like, oh, well, let's we get a GPS on the car and then we see him at the corner of first and main. And then, oh, we can follow yeah. him back for four blocks. And mm. it's amazing with the amount of cameras that are out there, the amount of data that is out there. And I was making fun of that over on the show I do with Gene Neftuliev over uh, Unrelenting dot show. Mm. And he's like, no, I worked with a company that did this with the traffic cams. He's like, no, that's all very realistic. And it's like, this is so scary. It is. They it can absolutely is. They can find you and tell you where you went, where you're going. There is absolutely no privacy around anymore. So no. And and the thing is too with all if you think of all this shit, you know, it kind of falls into the same pocket as uh the idea of hate crimes. Right. Know? Um I, I don't know anybody that's ever committed a violent crime out of love. They're all kind of hate crimes if they're if they're violent, aren't they? I would think and, um you know, I don't think any camera has ever stopped anybody from uh, doing any violent act. People are going to get triggered. They're going to fucking punch, stab, shoot, whatever, whether there's, a, whether there's a camera on them or not. 
Yes. Right. Yes. And anytime this in this show, anytime a camera catches a suspect, they're like, oh, run that through facial wreck. And like 15 seconds later on the high end, they've got the whole dossier of the guy up on the screen. It's like, I don't think that's realistic. Is it yet? I don't think. uh, I mean, I know we have to be. Doesn't seem to be for the the smash and grab guys with masks over their faces wearing balaclavas in L.A. (laughs) Well, see, that's that's racist, Larry. You you can't go after them if their skin color is not lily white. Then you can't go. It's racist to go after them. (laughs) You can't run them through facial recognition because facial recognition, of course, is also racist. Oh, I guess. Yeah. But I guess we should let Scott uh, finish his rant here. We went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but it's because he inspires that kind of stuff all right people die by the thousands every day with car and car accidents and these murder crime fucking criminals that you cocksuckers let loose to kill you chalk that shit up but one person dies with a new variant and you want to scare the fuck out of everybody you and anybody who thinks this is normal are fucking jerk offs he is right there you go he is right <laughs> that uh yeah, some one person died with this variant, so we must lock down. But, you know, the guy that killed 15 people, well, let's let him out on like $100 bail or no bail because it's racist to have bail. Yeah. And, you know, those people that are all bent out of shape over Let's Go Brandon, they should have this guy in a continuous loop. Hey, Mr. Shit Your Pants, President Fuckface. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, but see, like, like the guy. If they're getting bent over Brandon. Whoa. Listen, listen to Mr. Lobito. <laughs> you know, like the guy, though, that called in on Christmas Eve, I would have had more respect for him if he would have just said, screw you, Mr. President, rather than using the, the Let's Go Brandon. <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody did to Trump, and nobody had a problem with that. I don't know. Really, I don't get why it is more, uh, why this is worse in any way that it's a coded thing, except, you know, oh, they're using coded right wing oh, well, language. Remember, who was the uh, clown that did, um, I think, I think John and uh, Adam covered that. Some, some chick saying, or where did I see that? Oh, this is the, this is the soft insurrection. Let's go, Brandon. It's a soft. Right. Now, now we've got soft insurrection. First, we had a bunch of idiots wearing Buffalo hats for the, the real insurrection. And now people just say, let's go, Brandon. That's a soft in- insurrection. Well, okay. yeah. And there's like, there have been 700 and something people now that have been arrested from the January 6th incident. They, uh, they're still going looking for more people. This is they're taking this a lot more seriously than any of the violence that happened around the George Floyd murder. Mm-hmm. You know, that is uh it's kind of interesting when you want to be selective again. Sure. On where you uh where you where you place your resources and of course the January yeah. 6th thing this is uh this week it's the anniversary is anything weird gonna happen that will be on uh, thursday of this week i doubt it but um but the, you know look how quiet the waukesha thing has become not amazing yeah nobody talks about that right now we know the george floyd thing was in the news every day every day but a, a black guy gets behind the wheel of an suv and mows down a bunch of white people you know we don't want to we don't want to talk about that because it wasn't with a gun he wasn't right wing very very scary it it is all politics but since you mentioned john and adam of the no agenda show i did want to bring a little bit of rage i want to see if this qualified as rage in your estimation this was from 
episode number 1412 of the No Agenda show, where whether Donald Trump was going to run again became a little bit. (laughs) Oh, see, you were listening, right? I played this clip for my wife. (laughs) This had to be. So I'm guessing this will be a quality rage. I can tell you he's running and DeSantis will not run against him. So he's the guy that's going to be running. Well, you don't. He hasn't thrown his. I, I'm ring. just. I I cannot disclose. I know now. Oh, is it Agent Orange? No, shut the Steve fuck Pagenic? up. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, John. This cannot be discussed. Who? And then the silence. And it's so rude of you to do that. Uh, I'm I'm just doing it for uh, to be a dick. Works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it for Miss Santo. So um, so uh, and then the. Conversation went into a different, different. That was uh, a very entertaining exchange. Yes. And there's, yeah. a, I mean, that's, they've never had a fight. I mean, they just spar every now and then. Right. Right. And it is um, it's always interesting. And then I think, I think what well, sort of spun a little farther from there with it, John always seems to want to call him DeSanto or Miss, what do you call him? Miss Santo? What's up? Yes. Monsanto. Monsanto, right? That's another. (laughs) It's funny shit, man. That's what makes, uh, you know, the medium so vibrant when it's totally off the, you know, off off script like that. It's a lot of fun. Right. When there's disagreements and you play into them a little bit. Yeah. And we really, it's all just uh, some, you have sources, people say things and sometimes you can, sometimes you can't say. Right. where that came from and of course that leads somebody that you're doing a show with maybe to be like ah call bullshit on that yeah i mean i was really surprised back in the day when my buddy mike who is a guy that knows the obamas pretty well showed up at a white Sox game wearing a maga hat mm-hmm. and this was back when uh you know before this had all gotten to the point where you really knew he was going to even be the candidate and he was like, oh, no, there's no way Hillary's winning this. It's, it's going to be Trump. And he called that so early on. And it's like, oh, there's it really kind of led me to believe like, oh, there's there's a lot of this stuff that is uh, just in the bag. You know, it, it's, it's interesting you say that because I know a guy was the same way and uh, it had to be about a year. It was a long time before Election Day. And this guy basically said like your friend did oh it's it's trump's he's got it and like and I, I remember telling him you're out of your fucking mind right i mean i was i was so shocked when when he won um and then the same thing when i heard adam saying this i'm thinking well what what kind of power broker is he you know obliquely referring to that can call something this far out i mean there's a lot of shit that can go sideways between now and 2024 um but what do i know <laughs> yeah i i do believe it is trump's to take or leave as far as the nomination goes if he wants i do believe that he still has so much power there that uh i think that the republican machine hates him doesn't it they do but they also want to win which is that's the interesting thing right it's kind of like the uh you know yankees and the red sox rivalry oh yeah the yankees hated roger clemens when he was on the red sox they're like oh we can get him (laughs) oh yeah yeah, you bring them here. Yeah. You know, it may be that kind of a concept, which is what well, we really want to win. At this point, though, I don't know if you need Trump to win 
because Biden has been so bad. Right. And Kamala Harris is not the answer to that. Hillary Clinton seems to think she is, again, the answer to uh, mm. to the Democrat problem to who to run. But I think that Trump is still in that position where if he wants it, he can take it or whoever he wants to anoint. I mean, you could say we don't have a, uh, you know, a system of monarchy here, but I think Trump, if he were to come out and bless DeSantis or whoever and say, you know, this is my guy or gal, I think that would probably be where it would go as well. Yeah. Makes sense. He's got the power. And of course, as old as Biden is now, that's how old Trump would be. That's right. If he got reelected. Although I still, when you see Trump, he can still converse. He has all of his mental facilities. I don't know how he is physically, but when you have enough balls to go out there and do four live shows, like he just did with Bill O'Reilly answering questions and talking about your presidency, you can't be, an idiot because it's not scripted there's no teleprompter and i remember when he did that cpac speech right before he had to be before he was elected maybe it was right after that he just went on for like two hours without a teleprompter and it was like damn yeah he had stamina no question can you imagine joe joey going out for two (laughs) hours without it what would it be like in minute 13 when uh when it all breaks down They'd send in commander to sub for him. See, that would be more interesting. (laughs) Does the dog bitten anybody lately? I know they got a new puppy. It will. Yeah. It doesn't like. uh, Dogs are smart, man. Moose. It's amazing how moose can suss out the assholes, you know, um, and uh, I think dogs are that way. And I, you know, what the big question is, what made major mean and snappy? Something (laughs) did. Being around Joe too much. There you go. I believe it. And uh, Mayor de Blasio, New York exited which i pull this clip you pull this clip it was all over the place and i'm sure everybody's probably heard it by now but it never gets old it never gets old this is andy cohen on air with and on cnn to boot which is the ultimate uh we hate trump we want to cover for all of the democrats no matter what's going on and he's on with anderson cooper on new year's eve And this is interesting to me because there was a clip way less interesting, but there was a clip of Dan Bongino on Fox on New Year's Eve. He was in Nashville and he had had and he said he had had a few drinks. Andy Cohen, obviously drinking heavily during this broadcast. If you're somebody that owns one of these major networks, are you letting people drink and do this live broadcast on New Year's Eve? What the hell? Yeah, I mean, you would think that when you add alcohol to the mix, mm-hmm. that you know something interesting can happen. I guess interesting is good for ratings, but a train wreck can happen. And I think if you're on the left, this was pretty close to <laughs> a train wreck from New Year's Eve. Andy Cohen. Let me tell you something. Oh, please. Tell us something, Andy. Watching Mayor de Blasio 
Don't go on a rant. You his? I do like Anderson Cooper. Don't do. Don't go on a rant. <laughs> he already sees it. It's like three seconds in, and Cooper's like, "Oh, geez, he knows it's coming." Yeah, <laughs> yes, he, he certainly did. Go on a rant. Victory lap dance. <laughs> After four years <laughs> of the, the crap, as the mayor of New York. The That's only thing that Democrats and Republicans can That's agree how, on I mean, is, is what a horrible mayor he has he, been. Wow. So sayonara, sucker. I mean, you see, Cooper just keeps trying to talk over him. Yeah. This is bad for the airwaves on CNN. Yeah. Cohen says sayonara, sucker, and he keeps going. Wow. 2022. I mean, it's a new year because guess what? I have a feeling of which, I'm going to be standing right here which. next year. And you know who I'm not going to be looking at? Dancing as the city comes aboard you. Look, Eric, Eric Adams, Adams is, is being. <laughs> I think that's, I think it's where they finally get him off. Like, yeah. I, think, I think Eric Clapton's ready to the, play. Uh, what he was referring to, I guess, the, the preamble of that, I guess, was it was De Blasio uh, cutting a rug or something. Yeah, on his way out the door, celebrating his time as mayor, his, time, his achievements. Right. <laughs> what it, you know? It's like after you have just come out of the COVID massacre, yeah. Which I mean, a lot of that was also the fault of the governor, mm-hmm. who also ties to CNN, him and his brother, but you add all of this up it's like i don't know if i would be celebrating going out the door no i mean i don't think people are going to look back at the de blasio mayor in uh, his time as mayor and go wow this guy did a great job when we when we really look at it now yeah well they elected him twice didn't they yeah so. i mean how many people have left the city because oh, yeah. i mean you think taxes are bad elsewhere new york i mean la's right up there chicago's right up there but these are the three places that you're getting hammered on taxes and people are leaving these areas. I thought there was like a million people. They think that have left New York over the last year or two. I can believe that. That's a lot less money you're bringing in, in taxes. Cause I don't think yeah. it is the, uh, the people collecting that tax money. I don't think it's the people that are on the lower end that are getting the money from the programs i don't think they're the ones that are leaving i think the people that were paying into you know the system are the ones that have left but de blasio wanted to celebrate and andy cohen obviously glad he's gone Mm -hmm. but this is why maybe you shouldn't drink and do a broadcast unless you want what you really feel to come out and uh <laughs> well they were handing didn't they hand them shots i mean i was i gotta say i held good to my threat and i was asleep by about 10 45 on new year's eve because i was i was ignoring new year's eve it's like the non-holiday for me so i saw this all you know the morning after yes yeah, same um you too right okay so, yeah, it's not exciting but, i was watching reruns of seinfeld i think that there was, you go yeah that's good stuff um but weren't they doing shots together cooper and uh and cohen I they think. had to be they had to be yeah. because this uh i saw when i was looking for this clip i saw a thing they did on betty white and they were still sober so by the time this came around okay. the uh the amount of alcohol had definitely been ratcheted up yeah and that's okay 
But did you buy up a few copies of People Magazine to sell on eBay in ten years of Betty in the cover? <laughs> no. Alive? Well, that you think that'll be worth uh, some cash? You never know what's going to be worth cash. You never know. I, shit, I, I don't know. What do I know? You know that stuff. You know baseball cards and NFTs. I don't know anything about that stuff. Well, yeah, I was, and I can't say I was surprised, but there are times when I've bought stuff speculating that yeah, the price is really going to go up. And then it hasn't. So I, I've kicked myself for it, of course. But when the uh, Donald Trump coffee table book was announced a few months back, you know, it's going to be out in time for Christmas. And it was. Mm-hmm. They offered a limited amount of signed copies for it was like maybe two. It was either 220, 240 bucks, something like that. And it's non-autographed was like an $80 coffee table book, which is not a crazy price but well it is but it's not unheard of for coffee table books these larger format especially ones that are filled with photos and it's higher quality printing and all of that that goes into it so i ordered my dad one for christmas and i'm like "Ah, should i order one for me to you know stash it you know yeah what could they really go up to well before christmas because these were i guess fairly limited they were selling on ebay for between like 800 and a thousand bucks. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, okay. eBay's still making their money, but that was enough to, uh, you know, if I would have had a second one, I was kind of like, ah, dad, uh, you know, (laughs) I got you a really nice gift, but, uh, you know, then somebody bought it for four times the amount that it, I bought it for. And, you know, that's a pretty good return for, uh, buying something in return. You know, that's a quick flip. Yeah. But it's like, obviously, Trump has people that like him because people were willing to buy these things for uh, for big bucks. I'm like, well, it's starting at a couple hundred bucks. That's uh, that's a little expensive. But, you know, he's not Taylor Swift. Her stuff goes up even more. So there's I guess it's an interesting world we live in. (laughs) It is an interesting world we live in. We do have a couple of people, though, to thank for today's show. Oh, cool. Oh, because we do work at a value for value podcast, which means we put these shows out there. If you like them, if you got value, you have to play along and get some value back to us by going to planetrage.show or by using a podcasting 2.0 app and boosting, sending us some uh, funds that way. But first and foremost is our buddy which I think she is a dojo member over at uh, that Larry show as well. Loretta Vandenberg, otherwise oh, known Loretta. as Rhett. Rhett. We love Rhett. She comes in with 10 bucks and she's, she's back because she loves your buttery voice. That's she apologized for <laughs> loving your buttery voice oh, dear. and abandoning me because I didn't have the Larry voice. Oh. So I, I figured out the best of all worlds. I bring the Larry voice to my show <laughs> and then it all works out. <laughs> So thank you, Rhett. We appreciate thank it. Thank you, Rhett, and happy new year. A very happy 2022. And our buddy, Comic Strip Blogger. Ah, CSP. He's boosting again. He's sending the boostograms, 6,666 Satoshis, which today, well, it was it was about $3.13, but he has a 13 phobia, so I, I rounded it down to $3.12. That was considerate of you. So uh, that way, then no, he- no phobia. Yeah, and that's 666, satanic number. I mean, it kind of works for the new year, too, right? You add up these digits, you get six. Yeah, that's true. Six. That is true. Uh, there's a lot of sixes going on. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but he had a little note in his boostergram, and he sent the same one. I mean, come on, CSB, switch it up a little bit. He boosted 
Adam Curry and his wife's new show, Curry and the Keeper. Mm -hmm. And he sends the same little bit of uh, little text with it. And it's like, come on, CSB, make it a little bit different. But it says, greetings from comic strip blogger to Planet Rage. Anyone interested in artificial intelligence is welcome to subscribe and listen to the podcast called AI.Cooking that can be found in all podcast apps and in all podcast indexes by searching for AI.Cooking. Yo! And uh, we appreciate that, CSB. He doodles. You can go to comicstripblog.com. His doodles are very good, I might add. They are funny. Yes. They're always funny. And especially if it seems like something is just a little bit off, it makes it like five times as funny. Yes. And I don't know why that is. But I think CSB just gets it. And he gets mad when people block him. So don't block CSB. Just argue with him. It's a lot more fun. But if you want to take part in this whole value for value thing, planetrage.show, click yeah. the donate button. There's more information there. We appreciate everybody for listening because there are a lot of podcasts out there. It seems like they're growing by the day. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. It's hard to keep up. It is. I mean, that's why I love that Larry show because I can fit it in the schedule. It's not like, <laughs> oh, some of these shows that come out like our buddy Chris over at abs in a six pack. And it's like, Oh, gee, that's like a 15 hour show. <laughs> it's like, how do you even start that? Yeah. I, I don't know. He wanted to send us some uh, Alex Jones clips. And I'm like, oh, I can't because I would just I would go off on Alex Jones and yeah. how much of a waste of time I think he is from a informational standpoint, from a humor standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint. Guy is gold. Yeah. From an informational standpoint. No, not so much. So sorry for the seed man lovers. I don't, I don't buy, I, I can't take serious information from somebody that's talking about lizard people one second, even if he's 100% right. Oh, I get, it kind of reminds me of uh, on the A team, Murdoch, when he was playing crazy. Yes. Because I think uh, we were talking about this a little earlier before we started recording. And you're like, I think he's an entertainer and he's making a lot of money. So it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really believe Alex Jones is as crazy as he comes off. No, I think he's a Martin, uh, the new Morton Downey Jr. kind of guy. Yes, that's good. That's a good comparison. And he's saying stuff that will get him noticed and get people to uh, play the clips. Chris plays a lot of clips on abs in a six pack, which is a great show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that is uh, I think he's got what he is doing. He's got it down 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder what kind of uh, income his empire throws off. It's got to be substantial. I mean, the guy's been ubiquitous for a long time now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, with this new world, with streaming things, especially streaming live, and where you can take money, I know that he's not doing this, Alex Jones, with the YouTube and like all the super chats and stuff like this. If you watch people on YouTube now, when they're doing live programs, when people send in comments, they can attach cash to those comments. Sure. And YouTube takes 30%, which, yeah, that's, that's a decent cut. It's a big cut. But what these people are bringing in, there's a website that tracks this stuff. And my buddy Gene, he pointed me over to this because I was asking, like, what do people, what are they really making on these super chats? And the link that he has sent me over was from your buddy, the Rakita Law Channel. 
Oh, Nick. Yeah, Nick. I'm sure Nick's doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Over the last year, just in super chats on YouTube, over 700,000. For who? For Nick. For Nick. Yeah. Holy shit. Over 700 grand in super chats. Now, I think wow. that I don't know if that's before or after what YouTube takes, but even if it's before. That's a hell of a lot for just doing streaming on YouTube. Yeah. Good for Nick. Well, he deserves it. I mean, Nick's Nick's great. Well, he provides the information and has the background to explain anything from a legal point of view, which a lot of this stuff, when it comes to the mandates, what can your company force you to do? What can you say no to? It's good to have a lawyer that can bring bring an opinion that uh, that can actually help you out. And uh, and make your life better because. He has the knowledge, and if he says something, I would believe him. Now, if it's some random YouTuber who's like, I'm living in my mom's basement, and I'm going to tell you, you could do, I'm like, okay, I can't believe that. Right. I need somebody to be able to back that up, and Nick can back it up because he has the knowledge, and he's Mm well-spoken, and people should check out his channel. Yeah, I like that. Now... Somebody that we lost on Christmas Day, and I've talked about this on every podcast I've done because Richard Marcinka was an American hero. Mm-hmm. The baddest of the bad. It's the guy that created and was the first commander of SEAL Team Six. Had a bunch of best selling. Well, first he started out with his autobiography and then a bunch of fiction based upon his exploits. And I always found his books to be very entertaining. I mean, one, it's very non-suitable for kids work or work language style, which I always enjoy because it made it more realistic. I mean, if you're reading about Navy SEALs, I'm pretty sure they're not going to go in and say, please. And thank you. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, it's very much like the, the clip we played of the gunny, you know, Mm -hmm. and there were a bunch of interviews with Richard Marcinko that I think people would really enjoy checking out the behind the scenes stuff. But there was a video game that he had released years back or was a part of that was based around his whole universe. And somebody had put up an eight minute clip of the quotes from his character in from this video game. And they were voiced by Mickey Rourke, which made this even more entertaining. And I just grabbed a random minute out of this that I thought was entertaining. And I wanted to play that in honor of Demo Dick Marcinko. And now, if you have kids around or if you don't like salty language, I would highly recommend palm muting for about a minute and 10 seconds. Merry fucking Christmas, cocksuckers. Eat dirt, you pussy motherfucker. You puss nuts. Eat dirt, you fucking cocksuckers. Yeah, man, you eat shit and die, boy. You eat shit and die. Yeah, well, fuck you, too. I'm going to fuck your mother in the ass, and then I'm going to chop her fucking head off, okay? Suck my balls, my hairy fucking big balls. Wrap them around your fucking mouth. I'm going to shove it up your ass. Listen, you little piece of shit, you asswipe. I'm going to wipe my ass with your tongue. I'm going to stick my hand up your ass and rip your fucking brain out through your asshole. You cock breath, you're mine. 
baby. You're mine, you piece of shit. Goddamn amateurs! Ah, uh, you look like a can of smashed asshole. Show some testicle, you weenies. Fuck you too, asshole. Die, you fucking shitheel. I'm gonna skull fuck you. Yeah, little capitalism for you, huh? Pussy, you fucking shit-eating pig. Fuck your mother. Fuck your father. Fuck him in the ass, you cocksucker. You fucking asshole. You little bitch. You suck-ass pig. I'm over here, fuckface. I'm over here, you prick. Fucking goddamn piece of shit. Get dead, fuckbag. You fucking pig farmers. Drop dead, motherfucker, you fucking amateurs. Fuckers are out in force. It's a goddamn commie fucking convention. Don't these motherfuckers have something to do? Assholes are everywhere. Gotta get the drop on them bastards. Fuck. See, no, that actually fits really well with the theme of this show. It does. And, you know, when I hear that, I think, how dare anybody ever call me a potty mouth? I mean, come on. <laughs> really, I'm Mary Poppins, for Christ's sake, compared to that guy. Yeah, by comparison. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And, and, you, and you've and you got the smooth voice. So it's kind of like <laughs> nobody's going to pay attention because it's like, it doesn't matter that you're saying things that might be considered obscene. They're like, but it sounds good. Now, people can get a full dose of that in your latest episode of Random Thoughts, right? Because it's devoted to. Yeah, there is a lot about the career and what uh, Richard Marcinko had done in his career. And a very, mm -hmm. like you said, very entertaining guy. And he was somebody that originally dropped out of high school and tried to enlist. And then they're like, no. But he ended up then uh, getting his high school diploma. And after, I'm assuming it was that after he was in Vietnam, he went back and ended up getting a bachelor's and then a master's in political science. and. Uh, was considered, mo well, at least one of the top, if not the top, counterterrorism expert that the United States had. So uh, he's going to be missed. And I don't yeah. know if there's a lot of people around like him anymore. And that's what worries me about future generations, that there aren't going to be people willing to do what has to be done. This concept and this showed up a few times in this fbi show we were watching which was you know you got the terrorist you know a bomb's gonna go off well you know we, we have to uh we have to treat him the right way i mean we right. can't it's right. like we can't cross that line or we're no better right. than them and it's like yeah but if millions of people are gonna you know blow up then maybe cross that line yeah just maybe it's okay to cross that line but i understand it i understand that debate that can then come in where it's like well what level does the threat have to be to make it worthy of crossing that line? And uh, yeah, well, you know, when the threat comes home again, it will be people. People were in love with guys like that um, the day after 9-11. Yes. Know, two decades since then. And so let's be more measured. You know, he, they're people, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until a bomb goes off in, in, in you know. In your bedroom, then suddenly a grip is fucking cut. And then suddenly guys like that become very valuable and celebrated. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland and in, uh, in 24, that was very much in the wake of 9-11. Today, I think we're now far enough away where it's like, oh, no, we need to be a kinder, gentler nation. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's the problem with terrorists is that they don't play by the same rules. And once they hit, the war is over. This isn't something where you go back and forth. No. And if they hit you, they win. Anything fun coming up on that Larry show this week? I mean, not that they're not uh, you know, all fun. I just uh, we just got back from a uh, um, getaway to the desert in my last episode, and that was kind of fun. Um, always weirdness there. But uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. 
explain the days. You just gonna have to come back and find out. Same with random thoughts. That's I don't know the best random way to be truly random. You're not lying there, Darren. They're random. They come out as they come out, and it all works. Yeah. See, at least here we know we're gonna get at least some rage. Yes, and we will be back next Monday to rage at you again. But until then, later, folks. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.